you should surely die. Therefore, death passed from Adam to his descendants, which includes us. This means every person in this world will die sooner or later. We will die. Every breath we breathe makes us one step closer to breathing our last breath. One pastor put it this way. We're like a candlestick that is lit for a short momentary time. And once that candlestick is gone, it burns out. Better yet, scripture says, what is your life? For you are a vapor, a mist that appears for a time, for a little time, and then vanishes. You and I are like a mist. Death is inescapable. The only problem that we have is not knowing when we're going to die. Death does not matter if you're rich, poor, white, black, Hispanic. doesn't care about your ethnicity. Death is the great equalizer. For example, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 through 6, you can turn there very quickly. Turn to Ecclesiastes 9, verse 6, 1, 1 through 6. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 1 through 6, Solomon said this. And I want you to hear what he is saying. He said, But all this I lay to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and to him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner. And he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil and all that is done under the sun that the same event happens to all. Also, the hearts of the children of men are full of evil, and the madness is in their hearts while they live, and after they, that they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope, for a living doll is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die, for the, for the dead know nothing. They have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. 
Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Why? Because they are dead. Death is the great equalizer in this world. Death reigns in this world because of, like I said, because of Adam. And in fact, all other religions in this world trying to answer the problem that death gives us. In Islam, when you, if a Muslim dies, is hoping that he will see his God, Allah. The Apostle Paul said, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sin. Inevitably, we must die so that our bodies can go into the ground. We will not escape this present reality of dying, but we must ask ourselves, will we rise again? That is the question that I'm posing to you guys. Will we rise again? The believer who is in Christ will not escape the first death, but the second one. The believer who is in Christ would not escape the first death, but the second one. As you can see behind me, I have titled this sermon, Not Facing the Second Death. As I have mentioned, you and I will die, but will we rise to life? Or will the non-believer rise to life? Um, I wanted to, before I continue, I want you to wrap your mind about the resurrection of Christ. Why Christ, I wanted to say that Christ's resurrection is so unique. Different from any other person that was raised from the dead. That is recorded in the Bible. He's the only one who have not faced the second or faced death again after raising from the dead. Think about it. Every other person who was raised from the dead died again. For example, Elijah raised the son of Zephyrathah, widow from the dead, and guess what? She died again. Elijah raised the son of the Shunammite woman from the dead, and the boy died again. A man was raised from the dead when his body touched Elijah's bones, and he died again. Jesus raised the son of the widow of Nan from the dead, according to Luke chapter 7, and that son died again. Lazarus. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, and he died again. Jesus raised the daughter of Jairus from the dead, and she died again. Peter, in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 36 through 41, raised Dorcas from the dead, and she died again. 
Eutychus was raised from the dead by Paul, and he died again. With all that being said, I would like for you to turn to Revelation chapter 20. We're going to look at one verse today, which is verse 6. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. So we understand for those who were raised from the dead, in biblical times, they died again. And I don't want us to conclude that when they was raised from the dead, they were believers. It's a good possibility that they were not. Except for the occasion of Lazarus, I believe that he was a believer. But we should have some room to believe that some of these people were not believers. So my question is, did they face the second death? As you can see in Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, it says this, Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. Uh, For those who will be raised in the first resurrection, as you can see in this verse is called bless. They are blessed. For those who were raised in biblical times, they were blessed to just be raised from the dead. But were they raised when they were, or after they died, are they still blessed? And in Matthew chapter uh, 5, it's the Beatitudes. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Bless, bless, bless. I would like for you to know that that particular Greek word, bless, means happiness. So if you were to read the Beatitudes again, you could just go by saying, happy are those who were persecuted. Happy are those who, etc., etc. I believe John is conveying the meaning that this text, within this text, that when we are raised from the grave, it will be a day of pure happiness. Pure happiness. It will be a marvelous day of joy. Like, for example, if you turn to Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, it says in Revelation chapter 14, verse 13, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. Or we can say, happy are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. 
blessed or happy indeed, says the Spirit. As you can see also in verse 6, it talks about that the people who will be raised in the first resurrection are holy. In other words, only holy people will be raised in the first resurrection. God will raise all believers from the grave and they will receive a holy body. The body that we currently have would die and go back into the ground. And for those who believe, will rise with a sanctified, holy, perfect body. A body that would never perish. talk about holiness, you talk about sanctification as well. And I find it very interesting. And I'm glad that John is bringing this out of the text. Because sanctification for the Christian currently means that we have to struggle with sin on a daily basis. But when we arrive, when we raise from the grave, resurrected from the grave, our sanctification will be complete. There won't be any sin. Sin will be eliminated from our flesh. And it's a marvelous reality to know that our resurrection bodies or our resurrection brings perfection. The Apostle John clearly stated this in Revelation chapter 21 Verse 27, he said, nothing unclean would ever enter the kingdom of God. Again, nothing unclean would ever enter the kingdom of God, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. The resurrection unto eternal life. It's for the holy people. It's for God's people. As you can see in verse 6, there's two resurrections. But there's a phrase that John stated concerning the first resurrection and for those who who are going to be resurrected in the first resurrection. He said, over such... The second death has no power. The second death has no power over those who will be resurrected in the first resurrection. So that begs the question, what is the second death? The second death is the eternal death. If you're not in Christ, you will eternally die forever. If you're not a believer in Christ Jesus, God will raise you up from the grave and you will receive an eternal resurrected body that will live forever for hell. Period. Your body will be suitable for eternality. The second death is eternal damnation. 
In other words, for those who don't believe and for those who would not be in the first resurrection but the second, your state would be as this. A person of that, that is dying that doesn't have the inability to die. Look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, because this is how John clarifies the second death. Revelation chapter 20, verse 14, John said, Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. So, who belongs in the lake of fire? Who will not only die here, but die again? Who will not only die here in this world, but die again? The people who would die the second death is in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. Turn there. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. Give us a source or a reference of sins that people commit today. It says, But as the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for the murderer, or the sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Which is the second death. So, the term death is, is... is mentioned two times, of which one is speaking of, a, of dying physically, a physical death, and the second death is a spiritual death. We see that in, in Revelation chapter 20, verse 6. John mentioned that these two, used the, used the term death two times. You know, in terms of dying in, in this world and dying again, Jehovah Witnesses believe that once you die, you're annihilated, that your soul ceases to exist, that you're no longer that you will no longer be in existence. But this is not true. You now we see how death itself was thrown into the lake of fire. We know that Satan, along with demonic angels, will be thrown into the lake of fire. So death, the second death is eternal. This is what John said in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10. He said, the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and so forth where the beast and the false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Therefore, the second death is the lake of fire. Nevertheless, 
Revelation chapter 2, verse 11, the Lord gives a warning to a church. He said, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. I know this is kind of different from your normal resurrected Sunday, but I want you to see that our resurrection will be far beyond of what we can experience here and now. If you look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 6 again, John recorded that those who is in the first resurrection will be priests of God and of Christ. And they will reign with him for a thousand years. As we know in the Old Testament, priests were the ones who uh, conducted worship along with the Levitical, I mean the uh, Levites. They were the one or the mediators between man and God. And we know presently, as I speak, that Christ is the mediator between us and God now. But the interesting thing about this particular text is that he's calling us priests. That we can communion with God. That we will worship him and adore him when we arise from the grave. We will take on the responsibilities of being priests. You know, the resurrection of Christ is the major reason why we believe in what we believe in. The resurrection of Christ is the major major reason of why we believe in what we believe in. Therefore, we call ourselves Christians. Therefore, we are obedient towards Christ. Therefore, we can say, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? If Christ did not raise from the grave, then our faith is in vain. That's what Paul said. So, as I come to a close, I'm asking, for those who don't believe, will you be raised again from the dead? The answer is yes. You will. But will you face the second death? For those who believe they will not face the second death, they will live in heaven with God for all eternity. For those who do not believe in Christ will face the second death and will die again for all eternity.
Our Father, I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people. I do ask you that you would press upon the hearts of the hearers here, that you would convict them of 